Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There were things you could say that you couldn't say to your own family members or friends. And it's not that you didn't want to, it's just they wouldn't have got it, they wouldn't have understood. You know, you're, you're lost in your own mind as well with grief, you know, and it was like your go-to place where you could go and put it down. Welcome to Grief Encounters with me, Sasha Hamrog. And I'm Venetia Quick. We're a weekly podcast that looks at an issue that affects us all and yet remains so difficult to talk about. We'll be chatting to guests from all walks of life on the subject of death and all that comes with it. Our main aim is to motivate, comfort and create a modern space for people to share their own experiences. Could you think of someone that could benefit in listening? Tell them about Grief Encounters out every single Tuesday. On today's episode, we met Colette Byrne, the founder and creator of Widow.ie. Colette lost her husband, Peter, in a road traffic accident in 2008. Literally one Sunday morning, he went out uh, for a motorbike ride. And a few hours later, she got the call that changed her and her three-year-old daughter's life forever. She talked to us about the importance of grief support, support from your friends and your family and from other people who perhaps are in the same situation. She established Widow.ie from scratch, literally built her own website without any online support in the months after her death and found that for herself very therapeutic. She's won awards for it since. So I think it's quite obvious to say it's been therapeutic for other people. It's an online community for people in grief to chat, discuss and support each other. I think grief support is essential. I think finding out that someone else has felt the things that you felt, someone else has felt alone like you have, someone else has felt despair like you have. So I think community and connection is key to being able to overcome a loss. A lot of times when you're feeling so lonely and distraught, uh, it can be hard to motivate yourself to do anything. But Colette took this chance to help other people. Um, And that is so inspiring, uh, to say the least. Um, She when she was talking about how she set up the website and that she didn't have the skills to even do such a thing and what it is is today, it, it's it's really unbelievable. Um, so she's taking her story and what happened to her and the loss of her husband, which she spoke so beautifully about, but she did something for so many others and like it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, Venetia, how important do you find grief support? Has that been something that's kind of played a role in your life recently? I think grief support is incredibly important. Your friends will give you, and family, 
and whoever's around you give you so much support day to day. But I, I sort of believe that when you're dealing with grief, particularly spousal grief, in my experience, and at a relatively young age, you sort of look for reassurance from other people who are in or have been in the same situation that you will get through it, that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that it's while the pain will always be there and will never go away, it lessens slightly or will lessen slightly. And I think there's always, at the, well, certainly for me, there's always, I don't want to be a burden to anybody. I don't want to be this person where my name comes up on somebody's phone and they go, God, it's her again. <laughs> or, you know, they're sort of going, oh, we'll just leave that till later. You don't want to be that person because you don't want to throw your grief onto anybody else. And why people are amazing and they're always there to listen. Sometimes and I hope nobody takes this the wrong way, it's the people that have been in that situation that you want to hear from. It, it is that reassurance. It is that... It's Something's really strange when this happens to you in that whereas you always shared so many things with your friends and family, now you're living something that perhaps they haven't gone through, that perhaps they haven't experienced. And that makes you different from so many of your friends and family. It makes you completely separate. Uh, but it aligns you with other people that have been through the same. Sometimes you just, you can be out with a group of friends. They're your best friends. But there's something inherently lonely inside you because you you are now different. There's something, you're going through something that they haven't gone through yet. Not that you'd wish it on anybody. Um, and not that you think you're exclusive uh, by any means. But that it sets you apart. You, you now are experiencing something that they haven't experienced yet. And you sort of look to other people who have been in, I hope this comes out the wrong way, but in being in that situation because that's where you know that you're relying on the other people because you can see they've been there, done that and are coming out the other side, but also they know really what you're going through, if that makes sense. Ten years ago, Colette Byrne got the devastating news that her husband Peter was tragically killed in a road accident. Now, in the following weeks and months, um, while her daughter, who was three at the time, was asleep at night, Colette began searching online for a potential support or connection to help her in this immediate time of grief. Now, we're delighted that Colette joins us now uh, in the studio to speak about the importance of grief support um, and also what she has actually done to help thousands of Irish people in their time of loss. You're very welcome, Colette. Thank you, Venetia. Um, we're going to talk about Widow I.E. shortly. Um, first of all, though, can you take us back to what happened to you in 2008? 2008, we were a um, little family of three and uh, myself and Peter, we were planning on having another child. We were just your typical ordinary Irish family. Peter worked in the buildings. I worked in accounts. Our little girl, she was only three at the time. And uh, it was a Sunday morning and um, Peter decided to go for a little spin out the road. And within a few hours, 
I had got word from the guards that he was killed instantly on the road in a traffic accident. And it all spiralled on from there. So one morning, on Sunday morning, I was talking to Peter. And the following afternoon, I was in a room, floor to ceiling, with coffins, picking one out for him. So it was just a very strange world to land in all of a sudden. And at a time probably where you don't really remember much of what went on that day or what ha- it's all sort of quite blurry in that immediate life. how long was it after he left the house did you get the news um i'd say he left about specific times now have kind of faded away but i think it was about half 11 and by about half three three o'clock it was actually the weird thing is i was uh, in the kitchen doing a bit of housework at 10 to 3 and i was waiting for the three o'clock news and Kate kept turning up the little television over in the corner. So I eventually just turned off the radio because I wasn't going to hear the news with, <laughs> you know, three-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, turned out it was actually announced on the three o'clock news. Um, before you knew about it? Yeah, before I knew about oh. it. I didn't mention his name, but the location. And because it's such a country area, I would have known, you know, a motorcyclist killed on the road. So um, within a few minutes, my brother had actually come down to the house and God loved him really and truly. You can imagine the guards coming to a house of a mother and a little child. They actually went up to my parents' house, which was around the corner, and they had told my parents. And my brother came down and he says, come on, quick, up to mum and dad's. And uh, it happened so fast that we didn't even get to put the safety belt on Kate in the back seat. And I was looking at Kate and she was looking at me, what is wrong here, mm. you know? But it didn't strike me that it was anything terrible. I thought it was something work-related or something, and on up we went anyway. And there was a, a police car in Mum and Dad's yard, and um, it still doesn't strike me as anything terrible because you don't. It's, it just mm. happened. You don't expect anything mm. like that. But when he came around to the guard telling me, he, God love him, he didn't. He wasn't able to say he was killed or that. He said it was the worst case scenario after explaining it was a traffic accident. And um, I actually thought maybe he lost a limb or he was in a coma and I was all on go, go, go. Let's go to that. Yeah, let's see what, you know, we've got to see see to this now. And they had stopped me. He said, no, it was actually, um, he died. He he was killed. And, you know, you, you often see movies or whatever where someone has got that news and they break down crying. I just stood there. I just couldn't. I just couldn't process it. You know, that in that instant, someone could be killed. I mean, I was only talking mm-hmm. to him only a few hours earlier. And then it all just spiralled on mm-hmm. from there. You're touching on something that's so important, which is that oftentimes grief isn't processed exactly how we think it is or how it is in movies. The breaking down and crying. Oftentimes there isn't crying. True. Oftentimes mm-hmm. there's... I mean, how did you find that first few weeks? Because sometimes for some people it is about numbness and less about the kind of theatrical bawling and crying. It's more about just not feeling anything or having a sort of a wide range of emotions that you never expected. True. There was times where I just couldn't cry, where I just couldn't process that this young man healthy strong was gone you know so there was days where I just wished I could cry but couldn't cry and then there was those days where you wish you could stop crying you know and you you often wondered which was worse I remember just oh it was just so hard but as time went on I realised that I did feel better after the crying that was the days where I couldn't cry they were nearly the worst Mm -hmm. but sometimes actually strangest places you'd cry I remember just driving in the car 
I couldn't listen to the radio because it was always love songs and mm. or they were talking about whatever and it paled in, to insignificance to what I was going through at the time. So the car would be quiet and be driving along and all of a sudden you burst into tears mm. and you'd be wondering where did that come out of? But you couldn't cry maybe at your kitchen table when you had that peace and quiet. Yeah, you know? but we've talked to that that like quite a good bit that like people will boast you up around the milestones, the birthdays, Easter, Halloween, whatever it may be. But it's the tiny little thing like I don't know, seeing a plum pudding in Lidl that'll set you oh, off because it sure. reminds you yeah. of the other person. So it's, it comes out of nowhere. You were saying obviously that you Kate who was three, mm. so that sort of put a different dynamic in your story because. In one way, you had no choice but to get up and get on with it mm. um, in the time straight after Peter passed away. What did you rely on to get you through those days? Where where did you get your strength to get up or did you just do it? Oh, it was hard. It was hard. Um, I don't know where, if you call it strength or just a, a little kid of three just saying, mammy, mammy, mm. <laughs> you know. And I think it was more that and not wanting her to suffer because Mammy was in turmoil. I mean, she missed her dad, but it wasn't quite processing for a three-year-old. It mm. takes a little bit of time. They might wonder where mom, where daddy is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, it's necessity, I suppose. You get up and you say, I have to feed a child. I have to dress her. You know, you have to, you know, there might be somewhere you have to go. Um, I don't know. I mm. honestly don't know. And their life must go on. Like they yeah. still have their needs, like their play dates or whatever yeah. they may be. Which yeah. you have well, to... F- well, for look, with. for look, she was uh, in a crash prior to Peter passing away. So she had that routine mm. and I kept her in the routine pretty much after the funeral, brought her back because she loved coming back into her little playgroup mm. and her little friends. And it actually done her good because kids, kids are different than adults. Kids will grieve and cry, uh, especially very young children. And then within about half an hour to be out playing yeah. in great form, you know, <laughs> it's, it's quite bizarre. Yeah, isn't it? it's yeah. Sort of like this, like okay, I'm done crying now, yeah. so I can move on and yeah. go and play the Xbox or whatever it is they choose to do. In the weeks afterwards, then you looked for support because you were a young widow. I, you shouldn't be a widow. You shouldn't be filling out the widow pension form, which seems such a awful thing to do oh, when you're an a young person yeah. it's an awful form <laughs> yeah. it is yeah. and there's other things you have to do that mightn't be utilities whatever that mightn't be in your name you have to go over and over and over it again you looked for online mm. for some sort of support or group network and didn't come across anything the only thing I came across at the time was uh, an American similar to what we have now an American group and uh, I actually found that quite good, but I had questions related to the Irish system. Because it was a traffic accident, I had an inquest coming up and there was all sorts of angles to that. And even the month's mind, you know, mm. you know, what do you do for these things? Yep. What have mm. people done before? Um, so as the weeks were coming up to Christmas, I was kind of thinking about it, but I thought, sure, I'm in no state to do it. But the girl in, in work, I had mentioned to her that there's there's no real supports for young widows. And she says, sure, why don't you do it? And I looked at her, I said, are you crazy? I'm, I'm in no fit state to hardly make a cup of tea, let alone take on something like that. But the seed was sown. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for a safe haven to express how you feel, share articles, photos, and memories of your loved ones, join the Grief Encounters Facebook group, a place for support, compassion and empathy for those grieving. Over that Christmas, um, I, you know, I said the internet's around long enough now. I said, sure, I'll give it a go. You know, why isn't there something like this? You know, there was kind of an energy behind you kind of going, Jesus, you know, make it in there and, you know, try something. And um, it, well, it started from there anyway. And uh, it was a bit of a journey because I hadn't the first clue what I was doing. <laughs> but you do now. Yeah. I do now. Yeah, 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 I do. So Eventually tell us a little killer. about what you did okay. and what you've achieved. Okay. Well, coming from someone that didn't know how to program, uh, the best I knew at the time was how to send an email. Um, I researched and looked up online and I came across open source software. And uh, they basically have instructions and you follow the instructions. Um, but I had a clear idea in my mind what I wanted and uh, we got that going. Now it didn't happen overnight that people started joining and chatting and connecting. Um, people did join. It was like having a lovely set dinner for, I know, X amount of people and no one coming. And it was kind of mm. lonely at the time and I was wondering, God, you know, am I crazy for trying, for yeah, doing this? Yeah, because that might have made you feel more alone yeah, yeah. already in a lo- very lonely yeah. time. Yeah, so I used it then as a uh, you know, people have blogs now. So I used it in a blog kind of way in, uh, on the forum set, uh, network. So I wrote, I would write and I put up my piece. And then a couple of weeks went past and uh, I actually got a, a, an email from TV3 mm. and they invited me on. 
and uh, it was kind of from that and other little bits of media things that it really took off. But there had been prior to that, there had been people joining, but they weren't connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't connecting. You know, they were like me. They were out there. Yeah. You know, there was kind of that, that euphoric moment when they all started coming together and connecting and talking. And it was both happy and sad mm. because the reason why we were all here was, mm. you know, the loss of someone they loved, you know. I mean, I think the, the thing that brought us here, to, that has brought us here today is um, taking action in grief. So when you ha- you're suffering from grief, but you don't, you know that there are other people out there that are as well. Mm. Um, and that can be that sharing, obviously, the heart of things that knowing you're not alone is such an important thing. Um, do you feel that it helped you heal um over the time that he's from, from when you started it to now that it's helped you heal? Oh, definitely. Um, when I started talking to other people, there were things you could say that you couldn't say to your own family members or friends. And it's not that you didn't want to, it's just they wouldn't have got it, they wouldn't have understood. And they were grieving as well, so you don't want to start loading on, you know, your own grief onto them and making them more upset because they already felt helpless. Um, but it was just connecting with people. And they were up the road, you know, they could have been 50 miles away, but they got it. They understood what you were going through. And some of them were quite funny and some of them were, you know, like yourself, myself, you know, upset. And we could just connect. And it was like a, you know, you're you're lost in your own mind as well with grief, you know. Mm. And it was like your go-to place where you could go and put it down, write down what was troubling you on a given day. And people just understood and connected, you know. Mm. And I think also there's a need for that because when you're in that situation, you can be with 10 of your best friends, but inside you might as well just be on your own, really, mm. because it doesn't matter that everyone's around you and you know they're conscious of you and looking after you. But inside, you're still on any given day, you might be just sitting there feeling incredibly lonely and lost. So I think to know somebody else is going through and of course there's millions of people going through mm. the same thing you know uh, but to to connect directly with somebody who's going through exact same thing you sort of become this little club mm. Mm. We, we're like a united little force mm. you know it was wonderful um it's 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 hard to describe it's hard to explain but it's it was like we were you know i often hear of soldiers come back from battle and they still, they're still friends 20, 30 years later because they've been mm. through it, they go through it. You know, it's that strength you get from each other. Of course. After my parents both passed, a very close friend of mine, unfortunately, sadly, the same thing had happened to her. And we could never possibly be closer after that because we were the only two people within our that we knew that had gone through the same experience. And it bonded us in such a way that was so powerful because I always knew that she got it. Mm. And that just that simple thing of knowing that someone, even though we all grieve differently, all process differently, just knowing the kind of gravity of it is so important. Mm. Um, so I can totally understand that building that community and seeing it grow must have been very powerful. And, and you don't have to explain yourself. No. You know, these people understand, yeah. you know. Widowed at ease, well, you've won an award for the site. How was that? Was that just like the ultimate acknowledgement? Oh, my God. I mean, as it is, it's a website. You're at home and you work from home. You're kind of sheltered in a way. You know, I always hope that every person that joins can benefit from it. And there's always that fear. God, you know, I hope, you know, mm. you know. But then came the show and uh, even before the award was announced and all these people were telling me these great things and you're kind of going God is that really you know I mean now and again you get a bit of feedback and 
But you know, when the site was being used, it was it was something must have been working. And first of all, to get nominated, oh my god, because I mean, this is a show I watch, mm. you know, and oh, it's it's hard to put into words because it's so it's it was wonderful and and you know, when you're widowed, your confidence kind of goes as well, and you don't mm. realize it. And it wasn't that you were walking ten foot tall or anything. It was just kind of. God, yeah, a little boost, you know, and it was mm. it was really lovely. It was mm. really, really lovely. Ten years down the line, mm. Colette, where are you now? How do you feel? What would you say to somebody who's sort of a newbie in the widowhood game? Yeah. <laughs> um, on the group, we always say, try not to think too far, especially in the first year or two. Mm. You know, be gentle on yourself, as in, don't be, a lot of people have regrets you know, if I'd done this, if I'd done that, you know, try and stop that. And, you know, literally go for a walk, mm. get out in the fresh air, you know, take it moment by moment. Don't think too far ahead, you know. And if it's a thing you, you, you can't literally get up off a chair, the world is literally falling down around you, just stand up. Have one thing that day, even if it's just fill the dishwasher. That's today's task, mm. you know, and as time goes on, you know, tomorrow you'll be able to maybe do two things. You know, paperwork, get help with it. Mm. You know, just take it easy. You're doing great. You know, people don't realise how well they're doing. You are doing great. You're 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 here, you're standing, you know. And I often find people that join the forum and they're really struggling. But the fact that they're on the forum That's they're the first step. Yeah. Mm. They're searching, they're going to you're going you know, you're mm. going to get through it. You know, and that's you know, to always take the first step. And what would you say to the people who are around the person that is grieving or left behind? Because sometimes they don't know what to say. They say the wrong thing. That can be a very tricky situation for the friends, for the family who might think they're dealing with it in the right way. Okay, first of all, just listen and let them talk. If they want to talk about their husband or their wife that has passed away or their mother, father, let them talk. You know, share a nice story, you know. I mean, you're not going to do it in the centre of the supermarket, but, <laughs> you know, allow them to speak. You know, don't kind of shut them down when they want to, you know, say something mm-hmm. about their husband or wife. You know, just help. Sometimes even the person who is grieving, they don't know what help they need. Mm-hmm. So if you see a basket of laundry that needs to go out to the line or brought in, you know, just don't do say it. anything, just yeah. do mm-hmm. it. You know, don't pull the whole house asunder by saying, OK, we've got to get rid of all these shirts and these shoes and whatever. You know, just basic things, the straightforward things, you know, just simple things help because it's the simple things that hurt the most mm. when you're grieving, you know. I think, that you know, the, it's, it is so simple, but the power of food, like a lasagna in someone's fridge, that means they don't have to cook dinner. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> mind you, I have to say, I was thinking about that earlier. I never want to see lasagna. <laughs> yeah, now you might be you might be well over yeah. at this age. But on Although those it nights, is, it's practical, isn't yeah, it? It is. It's, it's practical, practical things like... Mm. I'll take the kids for two hours. Oh my God, go yes. Go and have a rest. Yes. Or go to the supermarket or yeah. do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Or They're sleep. They're gone until five. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. So maybe that's something people can think, just to be practical. Yes, and if there's a child in the house, don't always bring sweets and biscuits. Yeah. Because I had a cupboard that every time I opened it, stuff was just piling down on top of me. <laughs> can you um, tell us a little bit about Peter? I'd love to oh, know a little bit more about him. You would have liked Peter, actually. He was He was chatty. Um, he was tall he was handsome of course every wife mm. should say that but mm-hmm. he was <laughs> and uh, no he had 
a very interesting take on things. Whereas I would see, you know, we'd see something in the news and we'd chat about it. And he, he would pick that, you know, that manly view point. Mm. I miss that. I really do mm. miss that because it kind of opened up a whole new world, you know, of thinking. Kind of, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. And he was good with history. You know, he'd be fascinated by what's going on out there now in Europe and all the rest of it. Because he could tell you exactly what the people from these countries would be thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I just miss that. And he loved to fish. You know, he loved swimming. He was very active, you know, and he was, uh, oh, he could talk for hours, you know. And he had this hearty laugh as well. So he was that guy in the group that had a big hearty laugh. You know, I just miss him. He was kind as well, mm-hmm. but manly. You know, do you ever look at things like you're talking about what's going on in Europe at the moment and how things develop and, you know, life goes on and the world goes on and mm-hmm. things change. And but do you ever look at it go and think it's really weird that he doesn't know that those houses which started off being built six months ago are now finished or he doesn't know that there's a hashtag about such and such or that somebody's mm. died or that somebody's had a baby or that something major has mm. happened in the world. Do you find that odd? Do well, you find that he I will do. never know these things? I, I, not so much now, but in the early time. I mean, you know, the, your world has stopped and you wonder why hasn't the world around you stopped? Mm. I mean, there was a tree across the road from our house and he died on the 10th of August and the following weekend, it was starting to turn for autumn. And I looked at the tree and says, what are you, what's going on? Like, yeah. Peter's died, the whole world should stop. Yeah. But on the outside world, at that time, the economic crisis was kicking off. Yeah. And that actually just paled into significance mm. for what I was mm. going through. Mm. You know, it was just, it was just minor, mm. you know. And, and actually, the Olympics were on at the time. And he was big into watching the swimming and Michael Phelps done really well that that mm. time and you know all these little things and you'd be hearing them and you go god you know mm. Peter would have loved mm. to have seen that yeah you know? I remember mm. finding it so difficult that my mother didn't know that David Bowie and Prince died I yeah. was like but how am I going to get this information to her <laughs> yeah. it seemed so unreal that these you know it was such something mm. she so would have engaged with and cared about and we would have called each other right away and it just seemed so like the world you was just upside down. You just want to pick up the phone and talk to them and mm. you wonder, and God, it's you know. such a strange thing to it not be strange. able to express those, share those things for sure. True. And, and little milestones with Kate as well. Mm. Yeah, You know, that course. was really That's, difficult. I think that yeah. is possibly, well, I th- for me, I find it, apart from missing the person and the jokes and when somebody makes you laugh, I yeah. go, oh, that's really funny, I must tell. And then you stop yourself. Um, I think it's sort of kids doing stuff or just little things or growing mm. or bringing it to the beach shaving your, for the mm. first time or something like that and you go yeah you know it's, that's it's tough. something that yeah it's you tough know, they're missing out on but they know I mean I'm a yeah, believer I'm that the same. person knows and yeah, they're, yeah. they're there Colette you're amazing you've done a great service for so many people that just need that connection who might be at home listening now and are wondering where they can go for inspiration or help or just to talk. And also, I think as well, what you're doing is you're giving help to people who are helping that person. So you're giving them a pathway to follow. So thank you. You're very welcome. Thank, thank you, you so for much. having me here. Thank you. Thank Clever you. And widow.ie. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 